October 6th. Now as we turn our attention to the New Testament, our reading today will be from the book of Colossians, chapter 2, verses 8 through 23. Paul wrote to the Colossians, You must never allow anyone to come between you and Christ. In Him is all wisdom and knowledge, and the fullness of God, and you are complete in Him. So why accept a substitute? He urges them, let no one deceive you. Religious systems seem so inviting, and their leaders, of course, are so persuasive. But if you follow them, you will substitute man's ideas for God's truth. So let no one cheat you. Here the thief is man-made philosophy and tradition, pleasing to the world, but rejected by the Lord. October 6th, Colossians chapter 2, verses 8 through 23. Don't let anyone lead you Colossians astray with empty philosophy and high-sounding nonsense that come from human thinking and from the evil powers of this world, and not from Christ. For in Christ the fullness of God lives in a human body, and you are complete through your union with Christ. He is the Lord over every ruler and authority in the universe. When you came to Christ, you were circumcised, but not by a physical procedure. It was a spiritual procedure, the cutting away of your sinful nature. For you were buried with Christ when you were baptized, and with Him you were raised to a new life because you trusted the mighty power of God, who raised Christ from the dead. You were dead because of your sins, and because your sinful nature was not yet cut away. Then God made you alive with Christ. He forgave all our sins. He canceled the record that contained the charges against us. He took it and destroyed it by nailing it to Christ's cross. In this way, God disarmed the evil rulers and authorities. He shamed them publicly by His victory over them on the cross of Christ. So don't let anyone condemn you for what you eat or drink or for not celebrating certain holy days or new moon ceremonies or Sabbaths. For these rules were only shadows of the real thing, Christ Himself. Don't let anyone condemn you by insisting on self-denial, and don't let anyone say you must worship angels, even though they say they have had visions about this. These people claim to be so humble, but their sinful minds have made them proud but they are not connected to Christ, the head of the body. For we are joined together in His body by His strong sinews, and we grow only as we get our nourishment and strength from God. You have died with Christ, and He has set you free from the evil powers of this world. So why do you keep on following rules of the world, such as don't handle, don't eat, don't touch? Such rules? are mere human teaching about things that are gone as soon as we use them. These rules may seem wise because they require strong devotion, humility, and severe bodily discipline, but they have no effect when it comes to conquering a person's evil thoughts and desires. The Dark Knight Rises Definitely a must-see movie and one of my personal favorites, but there is one particular scene that stuck with me. It's powerful. I'm not talking about the best fight scene or the most mind-blowing plot twist. You see, when I watch a movie, I'm watching for the lesson. 
the theme. What can I learn from this movie? Because God can speak to you through anything if your ear is towards Him. Now, I could go on forever about all the different messages in this movie. In fact, there's already countless articles and sermons on it. But what spoke to me was when Bruce Wayne, the Batman, was sent to be exiled in the prison. Unfortunately, this wasn't any ordinary prison. It was built in the middle of nowhere, deep in the ground, with no lighting except for the daylight that shined through the top of the hole. What's crazy about it is, you're allowed to escape whenever you want. But there's one problem. You have to climb your way out. So basically, that light of freedom at the top is just taunting. It's a false hope because no one is able to climb their way up the giant rock walls. So my question for you is, what is your wall? What in your life is between you and your hope? What is between you and experiencing freedom? Jesus said in Matthew 17:20, If you have faith as small as a mustard seed, you can say to this mountain, Move from here to there, and it will move. What is your mountain? Is it an addiction that you can't shake? A struggle that you've been fighting with too long? Or maybe adversity that seems too strong? You know, I could go the Eric Thomas route and talk about how bad do you want it? Because change starts first with desire. But I want to bring your attention to a small detail in the story. The Batman tried and tried, but halfway up the wall, you have to make a giant leap from ledge to ledge, and he could never make it. Luckily, everyone who attempted the climb tied a rope around their waist that served as a safety harness, so if they failed, they wouldn't die. But no matter how much Batman built his body up, he still could not make the jump. He could not conquer his wall. And there was this old wise man in the prison who told him, Fear is why you fail. And this old man has insight because he has seen the only person to ever escape, which was a little kid who was born in the prison. He said, fear is why you fail. And that's what I'm trying to tell you today. You are failing to reach the greatness that God has for your life because you are afraid. You are afraid of trusting Him, afraid of going all in, afraid you'll be missing out on something, afraid of others' opinions. You know, fear is one of the devil's greatest tools because it controls you. It is what is stopping you from conquering your mountain. No matter how much you try to build your body up to take on your mountain like Batman was doing, the physicality is not the problem, it's just the symptom. The root issue is your soul. The old man said the reason the little kid was able to make the leap was because the kid did it without the rope. <laughs> I don't think you're really hearing me. The kid made the jump with no rope, without the safety harness, without the plan B, and made the leap of faith. You may not admit that fear is holding you back, but you don't have to because your actions are speaking for you and actions speak louder than words. That sin that you keep going back to, that one thing God is telling you to do but you don't, that is your ropes holding you back and those actions are telling God that you don't completely trust that His plan is greater than those things. It's time for you to cut the ropes. You don't need them. You may say you believe in God and you may even say you trust Him, but it's not trust if you got everything lined up just in case God doesn't pull through. The ropes are there in case you fail. It's time to tell the world you don't need those ropes and go all in. Trust in Him and expect Him to follow through on His promises. 
The degree of success you reach is determined by the expectations that you set. Make the leap of faith. Listen to this. Before the last time Batman attempts to climb, (laughs) he packs for his journey. The journey he will have once he makes it out. He doesn't use the rope. He expects to conquer. That's faith. Faith isn't some warm, fuzzy feeling you get or thought that you think. Faith is taking action. Faith is saying, I don't need the ropes. God doesn't need it just in case. Faith is acting like God's promises are true. You walk by faith and it's time to take that first step. It's time to take the leap without any ropes and trust in God's plan for your life. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you hope and a future. And if you have faith as small as a mustard seed, you will overcome that mountain and rise to the greatness that God made you for. It's time for you to stop fighting. Assume the victory over your worldly adversity because the battle is already won. Jesus said, take heart, I have overcome the world. You don't have to take on your wall or mountain. Let God do it for you. You just got to trust. Proverbs 3, 5-6 says to trust in the Lord with all your heart. Not just some of it and not most of it except for this or that. He says to lean not on your own understanding. Don't lean on how big your wall is or how big your mountain is, but how big your God is. And in all your ways, submit to him. And he promises he will make your paths straight. With this kind of faith, Jesus says, nothing will be impossible for you. Psalm 78, verses 1 through 31, the Psalm of Asaph. Oh, my people, listen to my teaching. Open your ears to what I am saying, for I will speak to you in a parable. I will teach you hidden lessons from our past, stories we have heard and know, stories our ancestors handed down to us. We will not hide these truths from our children, but will tell the next generation about the glorious deeds of the Lord. We will tell of His power and the mighty miracles He did. For He issued His decree to Jacob. He gave His law to Israel. He commanded our ancestors to teach them to their children, so the next generation might know them. Even the children not yet born, that they in turn might teach their children. So each generation can set its hope anew on God, remembering His glorious miracles and obeying His commands. Then they will not be like their ancestors, stubborn, rebellious, and unfaithful, refusing to give their hearts to God. The warriors of Ephraim, though fully armed, turned their backs and fled when the day of battle came. They did not keep God's covenant, and they refused to live by His law. They forgot what He had done, the wonderful miracles He had shown them, the miracles He did for their ancestors in Egypt on the plain of Zoan. For he divided the sea before them, and led them through. The water stood up like walls beside them. In the daytime he led them by a cloud, and at night by a pillar of fire. He split open the rocks in the wilderness to give them plenty of water, as from a gushing spring. He made streams pour from the rock, making the waters flow down like a river. Yet they kept on with their sin 
rebelling against the Most High in the desert. They willfully tested God in their hearts, demanding the foods they craved. They even spoke against God Himself, saying, God can't give us food in the desert. Yes, He can strike a rock so water gushes out, but He can't give His people bread and meat. When the Lord heard them, He was angry. The fire of His wrath burned against Jacob. Yes, His anger rose against Israel, for they did not believe God or trust Him to care for them. But He commanded the skies to open. He opened the doors of heaven and rained down manna for them to eat. He gave them bread from heaven. They ate the food of angels. God gave them all they could hold. He released the east wind in the heavens, and guided the south wind by His mighty power. He rained down meat as thick as dust, birds as plentiful as the sands along the seashore. He caused the birds to fall within their camp and all around their tents. The people ate their fill. He gave them what they wanted. But before they finished eating this food they had craved, while the meat was yet in their mouths, the anger of God rose against them, and He killed their strongest men. He struck down the finest of Israel's young men. Proverbs 24, verse 26. It is an honor to receive an honest reply. Hey guys, it's Sugar Sean here, and I just wanted to say this evening I got the great opportunity to hang out at the Sullivan House um, with my second phase brothers, attend their community group. I just want to lift up their house leaders, Nick Hoffer, Dave Scott, and Robert Negus. You guys are on point. Um, you're leading the men very well, and you're lifting the arms of the coordinators up. And uh, I really appreciate you guys and what you're doing and your willingness to sacrifice uh, for these men. And I also want to say to all my third phase brothers over there and fourth phase brothers, it's awesome to see you guys coming home from work. Uh, you're not complaining. Uh, you're giving back. You're laying down your life um, for the ministry and for God. And you're just glorifying God in everything you do. I'm so proud of all you brothers over there at Sullivan House. Um, I love you guys, and keep on pressing towards your goal.